You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, November the 8th, 2019, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual on a Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, how are you today? Hey, Craig. Uh, I've had better days, you know. It's been a bit of a tough week for everyone here, but... uh... Uh, gives us lots of chat about. We certainly do. We certainly do. And hey, just a reminder before we get started, Sprott Money is putting on a special event uh, one week from Sunday. You might remember we talked about this last week. There is going to be a, an event happening in Winnipeg where Sprott Money is co-hosting a client appreciation event on Sunday, November 17th from 6 to 8 in the evening called the Art of Discovery at the Winnipeg Art Gallery's Inuit Art Center. Now, this is some art, uh, a lot of it donated by Eric Sprott himself. And so Sprott Money is glad to put on this free reception. So this is something not just for necessarily for Sprott Money clients. If you're a regular listener of these weekly wrap-ups and you are in the Winnipeg area, again, a week from Sunday, you can enjoy a reception of wine or d'oeuvres and special guests and even take a tour of the wonderful collection of Inuit art on display, most of which, again, was donated by the Sprott family. It's a free event, but space is limited, so you need to RSVP. You can go to SprottMoney.com to register and learn more. And it's a great warm-up for anybody that's attending that CCMEC convention the next day. Eric, I know you're having fun today uh, with the family, and uh, we thank you for all you do. What do you think of uh, the market action this week with gold down about $50 so far and silver down a buck? Well, as you know, I think it sucks. And um, I would point out to people that you did a great write-up basically predicting this on spot money because the open interest uh, and basically all short interest has gone very, very high there, record high. And, of course, the natural outcome of that typically is that uh, prices get bombed which they have gotten bombed here. Uh, but then again, we've learned to expect that. We've had a couple of days of almost record increases in uh, short interest, so uh, hasn't been fun for our side. No doubt about it. I, you know, and I, the, my concern I have is that open interest continues to go up. In fact, the, the banks have issued almost 100,000 new contracts in just the last three weeks. So you figure most of the time they're taking the short side and speculators are taking the long side, but price has actually gone down over the last three weeks. That would lend me to think that the banks are pretty confident that they can rig price lower in the weeks ahead. Is that what that tells you too? Well, it it kind of feels that way because you might have expected, as I would have expected, particularly after a day like yesterday and the day on uh, Wednesday, I guess it was, that the open interest would have gone down. But in fact, it's gone up. In other words, They've increased their shorts, so they got even more on the table. And if they can scare the uh, the speculative funds into selling their positions and or shorting on their own, then, of course, they can negotiate much lower. Uh, we have a few things uh, that should help us out. Of course, the most important thing always is the physical market where some government or some people, and I'm thinking of the Indians or the Russians or... Uh, come in and say, okay, fine, I'll, I'll take some gold at these prices. And of course, now you got to deliver the physical, okay, which is a totally different story than the derivatives. So hopefully that will happen. I would think that uh, I've heard that the premiums in the, in India have gone way up here. The premiums are prepared to pay. And, of course, they're very patient buyers. So 
uh, that might happen. And of course, uh, some of the central banks uh, with these kind of prices would certainly have a tendency to get back in the market. Yeah, and and you mentioned that article I wrote this week. You can find it at uh, SprottMoney.com in the Insights tab. There's all kinds of great writers. I'm just happy to be included with them there. Uh, and mainly what I'm writing about again, Eric, is just the kind of the fraudulent nature of the system and that we use these contracts that are created from nothing, backed by nothing, right? I mean, 710,000 contracts of gold open interest represents 71 million ounces. The entire COMEX only has 8 million ounces in the vaults. So how is this related to gold at all? Yeah. Yeah. And a hundred billion dollars, I'd point out. Okay. A hundred billion dollars of gold shorted that the people who sold it don't own. But they believe, and of course the CME and the CFTC seem to not notice that there's this huge concentration of short interest. And uh, as you and I know, it's, it, they, they run, uh, rule the roost here, and it's wash, rinse, and repeat, and it looks like we got another one going. I hope the physical forces can offset some of this. Right, right. And just a warning to everyone, there, the December contract of COMEX Gold is the front month. It will go off the board at the end of this month, November, three weeks from today, as a matter of fact. And so all of the open interest that's in December, which is still 400-some-odd thousand contracts, has to be liquidated and rolled. And uh, so we've got a long road to go still, uh, probably with more volatility. Eric, a lot of this, too, is related to the bond market. The uh, rate, interest rate on the U.S. 10-year note is up 25 basis points just this week, which uh, I guess calls into question whether there will be another rate cut in December. That probably is affecting things, too. For sure. Uh, and it's, uh, they both have different stories to them. You know, like it always it should bother equity owners that interest rates would go up that sharply because uh, obviously there's a lot of money being lost in the bond market these days. And as you know, 50% of most institutional portfolios are bonds and the other 50% are equities. And uh, if you get that kind of rate increase where you've gone from 150 basis points to 200, almost 200, 190, then there's going to be some serious bond losses taking place and it won't make for a very good uh, fourth quarter and perhaps ruin a, what otherwise would be a good year for the pension plan. So, uh, we, we sort of have this discussion that, you know, things are picking up because we've had two or three positive things, including the ISM non-manufacturing. Uh, but normally, uh, uh, the, uh, it's the performance that determines the, uh, the discussion. And uh, with negative interest rates still uh, predominantly around the world, the, the reasons to own gold are still there. The wealth disparity, it keeps showing its face all the time in more and more countries. So I don't think we're out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And uh, this this move back to quantitative easing and all that kind of stuff that has begun just a few weeks ago, that's probably not changing next year. So I, hopefully people keep that in mind. No, and we have that whole uh, repo thing that hasn't really resolved yeah. itself. And I think it was something like $88 million the, the last time I looked. $114 yeah. billion yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, there you go. It just gets bigger all the time. So, you know, you got to imagine something's going on in the banking system here, okay? That's a very unusual thing that there's that much need for repos. Eric, I've got a nice list of questions that have been sent in over the week. And if you've ever got a question you'd like, like me to run past Eric, of course, you can send them to us at submissions at SprottMoney.com. Uh, that's the best way to do it. Just hit us with an email. But Eric, I've got a, a couple of questions here that we haven't discussed before. So I want to start first with someone who's wondering what you think about nickel. 
with falling nickel inventories. Uh, do you think there is an opportunity in nickel and some of the nickel mining companies in the years ahead? Well, nickel obviously is a battery, electric battery metal. The uh, inventories are falling in the LME constantly. Uh, the price gets uh, moved around, I'm sure, by the same forces that uh, affect uh, uh, precious metals. But the bottom line is, if there's going to be no inventory, they're not going to be able to push those things around like they're used to. And it, it looks like uh, there's been pretty consistent decline in nickel inventories. I kind of look at them every week. There's also a big decline in zinc inventories. So it could be that you know the physical tightness will win the day in those metals. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, another question has to do with, I guess the term is micro cap companies. Uh, you've got a few that you're invested in. What do you look for in a very, very small uh, company like that? What are, what are some of the fundamentals you look for? Sure. sure. Well, first of all, I have a very long-term view of anything that I invest in, precious metals. So, you know, it doesn't matter how small it is. I, I know when I'm in, I don't get out. Okay. Like if you own 10 or 20% of a company, it's not easy to get out. So that's no different than a micro cap or a mid cap to me. Is you're kind of locked in; it has to win. Uh, so I mean, I, I've bought companies with market caps as small as five million. You put a million in, you own twenty percent. And I, again, the same thing you're looking for. Well, what are the resources? What could happen here? Uh, let's say if the gold or silver price goes up, how much more economic will it be to mine the ore that they've already found? And how will the market value this going forward? So. Uh, I'm quite prepared to to buy microcaps, even though, like in a microcap, I might buy two million of a five million dollar company, and that put forty percent. I did that recently in a company called Sproud Resources, which was a, has a silver property in Mexico. And I just got to hope that the price of silver goes the way I think it's going to go, and somehow we can uh, get the property into production. How do you, I'm just curious how you find them, Eric. I'm think, picturing like a, we'll call it Sprott tank rather than shark tank. And some guys coming in with the mining helmets on and telling you about their deal. <laughs> yeah. I suspect that the, the best answer I can give you is they find me. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. I'd be looking for you as well. They do. They do find me. Yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, a lot of folks wondering about Garibaldi with some news this week, sure. things like that. You got any thoughts there? Um, well, I, I looked at the release. Uh, I've been actually traveling, so I haven't had uh, done an in-depth thing with it yet. Uh, but they say they're finding uh, a, a pathway, I think, to the to the a larger discovery. But we don't have the larger discovery yet. I guess the drilling's probably over there. I don't. We certainly don't have all the results, so there'll be lots more results coming out. Uh, I have. You know, we know they have a nickel deposit in the middle of the Golden Triangle, so it's just a question of how big. It's not going to be. Uh, much more to find uh, sort of in the next uh, few months than it was before, but it does seem to be getting bigger. All right. We had a question this week. This is a new company that uh, that I had not heard of before, and, and it comes with an offer. So let's address this one. A guy wanted to know about Ganey Capital Corp. Says he loves sure. what we do every week and says we'll buy us all the beer we want the next time we're in Singapore if we talk about it. Well, <laughs> well Ganey Capital is a company with operations in uh, Mexico, I do believe I read the speaker late last week that they have some issue uh, with the Ajito down there or the local people, and they have uh, voluntarily stopped drilling. Uh, but they've had some uh, decent success. It's, again, a micro-cap company. I hope they can resolve their, whatever the issue is. I don't really know what the issue is specifically, but uh, 
for now they're not drilling, but uh, I'm an owner of the company. All right. Uh, how about a company called Ellie Gold? Ellie, sure. Well, I recently, well, I own shares and I recently uh, uh, gave them a loan, a contingent loan on them buying some properties. The reason I got involved with Ellie is they have a, a, a royalty on the Fenelon property. They have a 2% royalty. Plus, they've got some very interesting uh, properties in Nevada that are about to come into production. So uh, I really uh, I really like Ellie. I, I will end up having about 19.9% of this company. Very nice. Very nice. Let's finish up then, Eric. We finally got the uh, the earnings release for Kirkland Lake this week, and it sure looked good yeah. to me. What do you have some thoughts there? <laughs> well, it looked pretty special. I mean, as, as everyone would know, I was looking for sort of 75 to 80 cents, and they came in with 84. Um, it was a great earnings number. It, it puts everyone else to shame. Uh, the stock hasn't really reacted that well. We we have one little missing ingredient, and that is we got to find more high-grade reserves down at Fosterville. And so far, there's been no release to say that we have found a continuation or a, a uh, mirror image of the Swan Zone yet. So people are still a little reluctant to put the kind of multiple on Kirkland that a Nico would have or a Barrick. Uh, but the earnings are, are great. The, the uh, cash work just keeps building. And um, I'm sure some sometime they're going to be doing something with that work. Just I mean, it's probably pushing 700 million these days. So there's uh, lots of opportunity to to do that. But the earnings were great, and I think the outlook for the company is great too. We we know I have great things up at Macasa. It's only a matter of time till we find something in Fosterville. Yeah, and you know, put that on the list. If we are in a period here of of price pullback for a couple of weeks. It might be some bargain shopping for folks that they can do just yeah. in time for the holidays. There you go. All right, my friend. Hey, thank you so much for your time this morning. I just want to remind everybody, again, please stop by the SprottMoney.com website. If you're anywhere near Winnipeg next weekend, Sunday the 17th, sign up. It's a free event. Stop by, view some beautiful Inuit art, and uh, have a couple hors d'oeuvres on us. Again, you can register for that RSVP for that at the SprottMoney dot com site and one last thing in a couple of weeks we'll be recording our final ask the expert segment for the year and eric and i talk about miners every week well one of the world's foremost experts in the mining shares is brent cook of exploration insights and brent is going to be joining us as the expert in november so if you have questions for brent you can send them to us using that same email address submissions at sproutmoney.com and we'll see if we can include them in this month's Ask the Expert segment that we'll be recording last week of the month. Eric, my friend, thank you so much. I hope you have a great day with the family and a, uh, a safe trip home. And then uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great weekend. And, and from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next Friday. 